welcome back another day another vlog hope you're all well on this Wednesday evening uh, sorry for the delay been a bit of a mad rush getting set up after work first shift at work bit of chaos no power in the shop so had to do a bit of shuffling we eventually got sorted and thank god it wasn't a busy day so that was sort of good in one aspect I guess but yeah, always first day, you gotta get here up at 3.30, get home from work at 6.30 at night, drag all your bags that you have to take to work with you now, uh, back to your room, unpack all that stuff, talk to family, then try and get you guys sorted. So my apologies if a bit late. Um, uh, obviously last night didn't do anything much on the video front or anything like that. As I said, we've got, I've got a fair, not gonna be a photography one out this week, Gonna be, I'm gonna be working hard on some other stuff that I need to get done. So oh, I'm probably gonna get a bit of that done tonight. If I see how I feel, see how I'm pretty smashed today after all the travel and uh, running around. So yeah, very subdued day, I guess, in that regards into my sort of side of things. Um, I'm definitely gonna need a bit of this to uh, keep me going. Uh, if I'm gonna get anything done tonight. But um, there was some interesting stuff over the web today, so we'll just get straight into the news and talk about that. Not much from iCast today. It looked like similar sort of stuff. There was a few new lures uh, come out, nothing too exciting. So I think day three, the last, should be, I'm sure it's, I think it's good tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow we'll, I'll do a bit more of an update and go in and delve a bit more once we get a bit more time to just suss out what's different from day one and two and uh, see if there's anything new to worry about. So, but I mean, yeah, look, there's stuff there. It all depends on what you're looking at. So as I said to you, I think yesterday, it, I sort of a little bit biased in the fact that I'm looking at the fishing side in regards to our team and get more so towards Barra uh, and off, maybe some offshore stuff as well. So I guess we're a little bit spoiled in Australia. We've got that option. So I guess I sort of aim it that way a little bit. So. My apologies if it uh, seems to be just like about certain types of fishing stuff, but uh, I do try to get a little bit of a thing if it's a good idea. But yeah, there wasn't. I didn't have much of a chance to play around with today. I yeah, it was in a new new area. I had my desktop computer on a on a plastic trolley on a toolbox trolley, walking around the workshop looking for somewhere to find internet. So it was a nightmare. Um, the R6 Canon R6 radio. So we've had there's a Canon dropped a release a release last night uh, about obviously the heating issues with R5 and the R6. Um, R6 has a similar setup to the R, the M50 where it will do the I think it'll do the HD or the or the 4K um, up to 30 minutes at 23 degrees Celsius. With 23 is not real hot, especially for Australia. That's about the only real thing. 23 is not a real, I mean, that might be fine for North America but and the Northern Hemisphere, but pretty much 23, unless you're in winter like now, that's now it gets to 23. Most of the time it's 30 degrees or above. So that, that was a little bit tricky. Um, they do have some updates coming for the R5 as well. Um, they're going to... That's pretty much all coming through. They're going to be putting C-Log 3 on it, which will increase the dynamic range stops. You'll go from, I think, currently 12 with that C-Log 1 up to 14. 
stops of dynamic range. It would have been good if they had to be able to put that C-Log2 in there because I think that goes up to 15 or 16, which is the same as what we're going to talk about in a little bit with that Sony. So they did talk a lot about the heating. They put the times in there at the 23 degrees and obviously you've got to stop and start it. I guess for myself, I, I was more interested as a, as a camera and I guess for most photographers, it's more so being a hybrid, I guess which which way do you, do you balance it? Do you balance it as a video camera or do you balance it as a photography? I think it gives you a lot of good things from both avenues and I think that's what seems to get forgotten a lot. Everyone's going, oh, video, video, video. It's not doing this, it's not doing that. Yeah, sure, can we come out with it? And they were probably reaching, reaching for the stars a little bit. Uh, yeah, can you do 8K with it all day? No, not a chance. Um, that's just not gonna happen. But what it, being able to do what it can is pretty cool. Um, and it's going to have some limitations. You're just going to have to, like all cameras, M50 only does 30 minutes. Does it bother me? No, because when I first got it, I knew about it, and I can adjust. 30 minute segments, just to stop, you can see when the red light, when it tells you when it's going to stop recording, and just start another section or rehash a bit. So. I think it's getting a little bit blown out of proportion, um, but yeah, a little bit crazy. But Sony uh, Canon's come out and done a lot in that regards and basically said that yes, it's going to do this, this, and this at this temperature. Be aware, just set yourself up. Right, so that's plus with that firmware, there's a couple other things in the firmware, but the biggest thing was that dynamic range. I think that'll be really cool. There was an example, I think, on one website where they had the current um, 12 stop and the blown out window in the background of a room and then with the 14 stops you can see outside and clear so it make that extra two stops will I think be a big big advantage uh, to it so that was the boys over at Max Tech so that was pretty cool to see that and it's good to see Canon come out and being honest and I guess to say look yeah it has limitations and here they are and well we can't do any more than that that's what we've got so Right, on to the Sony. Let's talk the Sony. We knew they were coming out before the end of summer. Well, the rumor the room mill, obviously huge last couple of days on that. Don't know if Sony's intentions were, or somehow as soon as a Canon leaks, suddenly Sony's now got all these specs leaking out. It's quite funny in that regards. Don't know how accurate any of this is, but we'll go through it and I guess, um, just yeah, try and make it as, make a head of tails out of it. It looks a totally different sort of a setup. It, it appears like if this is anywhere close accurate, Sony's definitely gone a different way and looking at a different perspective on how to do things. So I'm just gonna run you through what they've put up today on, on the Sony site. Again, this is not 100%, this is just pure speculation. Uh, and it's, from the specs, it's pretty wild, similar to what we were getting with the R5. But if it's close to this, I think it's going to be a great, great camera because having that competition for the R5 and the R6, it's going to be a really good thing. So it's good for the consumers, and that's one thing that's positive about the whole scenario. Now, the A7S III, they're going to have possibly a 12-megapixel sensor with a fast readout. Now, I'm not sure exactly what that fast readout means, but 12-megapixel sensor means... Gonna obviously less sensors, uh, less pixels, 
but bigger pixels. Uh, what that is, is better for low light, is what they're saying. Uh, now, this is where it gets a little bit funky, depending on how you read it. So FHD, uh, high definition, 240 frames per second, pretty cool. 4K, 120 frames per second at 10 bit, 422. Very, very cool. So obviously the R5, I think the R5 is only 120. So 240, very, very cool. Great for slow-mo and the B-roll guys doing the video stuff. So very cool, that'll make them happy. 10 bit, 422, that'll definitely make them happy. Um, really cool. Now, the second part of that line was 4K, 120 frame per second RAW, so that's over HDMI. So we're not sure if FHD is over the HDMI, so that basically means to get 120 frames per second RAW, you need to have an external display. So again, there's another two grand on top, or whatever it is, so it's a lot of extra money, and that's gonna be for the pro guys doing pro video that need that anyway, so they probably already got them. If you were gonna buy this camera and then want to get that feature, you'd have to go out and buy, say, a, um, oh, there's a ton of them out. What do they call them? Ninjas. I think the Ninja 5s and stuff like that. So bits and pieces like that. 600 megabytes per second bitrate. ISO 160 in S-Log3, that's for video. Uh, in sorry and max 409,600 which is just insane and that's in video nothing on the photo side again it's sort of very early on rumors 16-bit um, raw output so that's pretty cool 15 stocks dynamic range so we said the the R5 was at 12 they're saying 15 stops of dynamic range now that there is probably a big one that's a huge amount of uh, stops it's going to get a little bit better for that really bright and those bursts um, and that's probably stuff that's probably more interesting than say 8k or anything like that that dynamic range so they have been listening to people world's large or world's biggest evf display that 9.44 million for the evf we talked a little bit about the other day as a rumor well apparently that was a confirmed rumor on selfie sony uh, rumors I'd say that's probably maybe like it's going to be up there. Uh, Nine million's a heck of a lot for an EVF. Great for photographers, and that, and that's where it's sort of things you've got half the stuffs for video, half the stuffs for photography. It's hard to get. Like, they'd be good if they could split them up into photography specs, video specs, and as it's a hybrid, put a slight big line down the middle so you can actually sort of line it up and and get a clear picture to look at straight off. But look, that's really good if you're trying to get some really fine detail in some landscape stuff. Having a really clear EVF is going to be really good for you, uh, especially us old bastards with crappy eyes. So that would, would be cool. A new passive cooling system. So obviously that's to help with the 4K and whatever, uh, all those high-powered systems for the video. So that's cool. Something that obviously the R5 and R6 is lacking a little bit on. Uh, no over temperature and no record limits. Huge statement. Um, obviously, that's one that needs to be 100% confirmed. We heard it was all going to be possible on the on the Canon as well. We won't know until that actually drops. Um, UHS two card support, active uh, active screen, and late July announcement. August deliveries. So that's huge. So what are we in? 
middle July 15th, halfway through So halfway through the month, they basically got like 16 days left to announce this Sony. So that's two weeks. In the next two weeks, we're gonna hear about this. That's huge, huge news. And it's gonna be available in August. So that's amazing what the, for Sony to really bounce back and fight back in that market. So very, very cool. As I said, it's way, way, way early to get any sort of clarification. I'm sure we'll get little bits and pieces now for the next two weeks until it actually releases. But look, if it's half that, um, I'm excited about that. Dynamic range is pretty cool. And that ISO is awesome. So if you can go up to 400,000, that's gonna be some great stuff for night video. And I know I have a heap of dramas when I'm out shooting Astro shots. Uh, trying to film that and talk to you without having 65,000 lights out with me to just light me up just so you can see me in the background. So if you get some sort of low light performance, it's pretty cool. And I'm looking forward once I get the new little video camera in um, to see if that can help better with that. So I think that'll be cool. And look, there's some other great things that no over, that no record limit and no overheating, that is pretty insane for what this can do with those high speed things. 12 megapixel sensor, I don't think that's really going to bother with, with focus stacking and stacking photos, which we do a lot in nowadays, that happens fairly often. Um, you're still gonna get a massive quality image, 12 megapixel, you get two or three focus stacks, you're still looking at 40, 50 megapixel shot, and I think you know, you're getting 12 megapixel out of most phones, and they use those for banners. So you can definitely print large off a 12 megapixel. I don't think it'd be an issue. Now, the super exciting stuff that came out today, and a little bit disappointed because yet Australia did, misses out yet again uh, on all the good stuff, and also the fact that there was no hybrid. The Ford Bronco, if you hadn't seen the news, the new Ford Bronco released overnight. Uh, what a beast. Uh, it's been many, many moons since the Bronco was a new car. Uh, it's come back, it's got that retro styling. It's very Land Rover Defender, uh, Jeep Wrangler, that looks like, I think it was, especially the twin cab looks very sort of Defenderish, that roundish box type shape. Um, very, very cool. Got some pretty cool stuff in it. Uh, there's a, I think this is about in the American market, there's like six or seven models. It's got all the pricing. Goes from 28,500 for the two door and 33,200 for a four door, all the way up to the wild track spec, which is 49,000 US bucks. Now for, for that, which is the top, and this thing was an absolute beast, and I'll, you would have seen the thumbnail. I'll definitely have one of them on the thumbnail. It looks very cool. Uh, 2.7 litre V6 twin turbo. Now I can't remember if that 2.7 is the same that's in the GT, uh, Ford GT, that little V6 twin turbo. So maybe a D-rated version of that, I'm not quite sure, but that's insane. It'll, that'll definitely have a heap of punch. Uh, 310 horsepower, 400 foot-pound of torque. Um, 35 inch tires on it, just insane on 17 inch. Uh, beadlock rims. And this is stock standard straight off the floor, man. Insane. 10 speed auto, uh, five seat, you can have up to a five seater. 
removable top and front doors, so a la Jeep, uh, the, um, the Gladiator, very similar in respects to that Gladiator, we can remove the roof and the doors and get that off-road functionality and at the beach sort of styling, so that's pretty cool. And it looks really, really nice. I think, A, it's gonna definitely sell a crap ton in the States. Uh, unfortunately, it's starting off only in left-hand drive, so let's hope that it sells enough to warrant getting put into a right-hand drive and sold globally. So I um, did used to sell here in Australia, a Bronco. We did have one reversion seller a long time ago. I think possibly the 80s um, was the last time it possibly sold. Um, and But yeah, obviously never has been gone for a long while, but this would be definitely, I think, in our market, be a really good seller. Now, the interesting thing about this, and it was strange to see, was Ford have talked about all new models having to have a hybrid model to suit in with global moving into the electric vehicle market. Uh, F-150's got a, got a hybrid release this year, going into electric, they're partnering with Rivian, and we've talked about that on many occasions on this channel. We talked about it the other day with Rivian doing that big $2.5 billion cash uh, injection, and it's strange that this Bronco, which I thought would have been an ideal vehicle because it's, well, yes, it's gonna be off-road, but it's also gonna be a lot of beach guys just going from their house with the surfboards on the roof, rolling to the beach, that, which is gonna be a short run, perfect electrical vehicle market. Um, at least a minimum a hybrid option in there, and out of the five or six models, I went through them, and there was no mention at all about hybrid which I thought was a little bit strange. Um, very strange, and I think it's something that they may need to adjust. Uh, I think they'd be crazy not to have a, a, a bare minimum a hybrid and be talking to Rivian. I think Rivian has the, well they've got the, the uh, station wagon I guess, or SUV type station wagon. Uh, they've got their model of that. So I'm thinking that chassis probably may not cross over into that, but the next model could definitely become an electric, and I think this would be a great way to get into that young youth-style market and get electric in there. There's, as you said, the beachgoers and all that sort of stuff, the cruisers around town, they're just gonna go for a cruise. They don't need massive amounts of range. They're just going out with their friends and just wanna be out in the sun and chilling out. So very, very strange. and. A bit of a shame, unfortunately, and worse shame that it's not right-hand drive because, yeah, what a nice car. Very, very cool. And that's about it. First day, done and dusted. Um, we'll get some, try and get some work done tonight and try and get some other videos done. And we'll see you all again tomorrow. Hope you had a good Wednesday if you're a normal person, not like me. Monday to Friday, uh, you're midweek. So that's done and dusted. Two days to go and you get your weekend back. And, yeah, I'm just starting my two weeks straight. Damn. Radio, I'll see you all again tomorrow with some more news. Hope you're all well and safe, and thanks for stopping by. If you're heading that way, that way, I'll see you in the morrow.